Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the second ever episode from the Society of Women Engineers podcast. Today's episode is about real-life networking, especially now during the COVID-19 crisis. We asked our general body members in advance for any questions they would like to tackle, and we'd like to thank everyone who sent in a response. Hopefully, you all find this episode very beneficial. And without further ado, let me introduce our second guest from this podcast, Kimberly Mensah. Everyone, my name is Kimberly. Um, by background, I work in the HR industry as a program coordinator, and in uh, complementary to that, I also run a couple of businesses as well. Awesome. So, how has the COVID nineteen crisis impacted you? I should ask. Uh, so, I think I'm one of the luckier um, members of the public where it hasn't been too bad of a transition. Um, with work and business, I've been able to, we've been able to transition very smoothly. It's just a matter of figuring out logistics, which I'm sure other people who have this opportunity to be able to transfer virtually, and a lot of students as well, it's a matter of logistics. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm sure there's like other, there's other businesses which unfortunately didn't um, have that capability, and um, there are people that are right now out of jobs. Um, because of it until things resume. So, yeah, for me, it's been smooth. It's been smooth so far. So that's good to hear. Um, I know that you work in HR, and I know that the topic that we really wanted to tackle during this podcast was about networking itself. So what Mm -hmm. is networking to you? Yeah. So I would say that when I first started my journey in networking, um, I... I think I took more of a mechanical or robotic approach to it, Um, and this is likely due to the fact that in school we're taught, like, you need a network. It's very important to open doors to opportunities or jobs. So that's how I originally looked at networking. Um, It was really to gain access to those things. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that that really isn't networking at all. And in fact, we've been doing networking for a long time. It's just a matter of creating relationships. Yeah. So as I like approached it, I realized that rather than just networking, kind of expect something at the end of that relationship, I should really be networking to get to know people, get to know my network of people. There might be opportunities that open up, there might not be, Mm -hmm. but either way, the most vital thing is making that connection. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that actually keeps people away from like being interested in networking or actually finding networking fulfilling is because there is this expectation that they're going to get a job out of it. But the thing is, eight times out of 10, you're probably not going to get a job out of it. You know, you're just, you're just talking to someone, you know? So often it's right. like that disappointment of like, oh, I was doing networking, but nothing came out of it, but nothing necessarily has to come out of it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the reward, the way I see it is like, if you're able to get into a conversation where a person is willing to open up to you and you're willing to open up to them about who you are, mm-hmm. like that in itself is the best thing that you can gain from networking. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. because you never know people's stories, people's backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a great chance to connect on ideas. Maybe they might not necessarily have an opportunity for you to pursue, mm-hmm. but it's a great way to share and connect ideas. Um, to find people of similar mindsets, to maybe figure out solutions to maybe problems you're facing. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely lots of opportunities. Yeah. You bring up a really good point. Like, why don't we shift the concept of networking as something that can bring you fulfillment via letting getting to know people instead of something that will bring you a job? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I agree that there really should be um, that shift And I think, again, like, it really starts with, I mean, we might, we might naturally see a shift considering where the world is moving of the fact that we're becoming more and more um, happy, having more and more of the ability to connect with people. But at the same time, you can connect with a person without really connecting. Right. So, Yeah. The human element is, has to be there, no yeah. matter what. The interpersonal skills are a big one, I think. Like, yeah. interpersonal skills are a very hard thing to teach somebody. It only comes through experience. It only comes through being on both sides and being like, okay, wow, like that was a very one-sided conversation. Or, wow, that was super robotic. Or, wow, I kind of wish, like, this was more natural, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And, um, like, when I got out of college, one of the things that... I guess, like, I really um, didn't um, didn't enjoy admitting was the fact that I never really learned these skill sets in my entire schooling. But then later on, I realized that these are skill sets that you kind of have to gain by experience and putting yourself out there, being willing to be vulnerable at times. Mm-hmm. There have been times where I've made mistakes, and that's the times where I've been able to learn from them. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And it's not like, don't be afraid of also like putting out your personality as well. Like, I feel like with networking, it's especially like, it's like, there's like this like line of like extreme professionalism. The thing is like, at the end of the day, the company needs to know if you can fit in with the company as well. You know what I mean? Of course, you're going to be professional, but where's your personality? Like, do you fit in with our team members? You know, are you a good team worker? Are you going to bring a level of like humanity to the team? Are you going to bring some flair or some sass? I don't know. Exactly. And I think that it's probably even more common knowledge today, the fact that interpersonal skills are um, things that companies a lot of these days look for, leadership skills, communication skills, people skills. Mm -hmm. Those are things that can't necessarily be taught. It's something that someone has to go through, again, experience for. And it's harder. It's almost hard I would say I wouldn't maybe necessarily say impossible but you can't really teach character character Mm -hmm. is something that someone brings to the table skill sets can always be taught Mm -hmm. um like in terms of specializations training that Mm -hmm. you've received all of that can easily be um obtained by anyone but what makes you unique is your character so that's really that um, extra mile you want to um, bring to the table. Um, so if I were a freshman kind of looking in and wanting to learn more about the difference between networking and interpersonal skills, what are some clear examples of something that is 
developing interpersonal skills or showcasing interpersonal skills versus an example of just networking? Hmm, okay. So something more like, or I guess just to maybe speak to your question a little bit just so I'm clear, mm-hmm. um, you're talking about kind of a balance between um, professional and also kind of personal aspects. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say that, well, let's, let's put up examples of casual professional. So casual is, of course, you speaking to your friends, um, maybe use some, like, term slang, whatever. You guys know each other's language Mm -hmm. um, well enough that you're able to hold a conversation, know what you're saying, what each other um, person is saying. But when it comes to professional, you kind of have to draw yourself back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now, to kind of, like, trying to mold these things two things together. You don't want to be too casual. You want to maintain some level of decorum. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you don't want to be a stiff. Um, You want to show that you have a personality, that you are someone who is personable. You have different interests that why even outside your career that can add to it. Um, I think that's, yeah, I think that's actually um, very important and people don't realize that you can have other interests. You can have other passions. Mm-hmm. You don't have to just be boxed in by what direction you're going into because that adds right. to your career path. Right. So the more you do, yeah. the more well-rounded you come off to company. Mm-hmm. It's very much conversational. Um, like me personally, I've had experience where I've networked with and I've gotten more into the habit of getting to know my network. Um, so like for instance, now that we're mainly digital, um, my networking is mainly online these days. Um, before I would just send a connection request and you know, the person would connect and we'd be connected and I thought that was networking. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that, you know, I think I need to get to know my network a little bit more. Um, and that's when I started reaching out to them, seeing if they were willing to have conversations. Some people responded, some people didn't. Um, but, you know, the ones who did, uh, it was a mixture. So I would get people who were very open to having conversation. It was, we didn't, ha- I told them right off the bat, this isn't really like a, no particular agenda set. I just really want to get to know you, your background. Um, share a little bit about myself and, you know, see where the conversation goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are people um, who I've had tried to spark conversations with, but they've been very surface level mm-hmm. um, to the point where you can't really go anywhere and it gets stale really fast to the point where it's like, I don't even feel like continuing the conversation with you. So mm-hmm. going back to what you were saying, it, keeping it very conversational, it's as if you were having, I don't know, going to like maybe one of your classmates and talking with them, like one of your acquaintances, maybe they're not your very best friend, but you know them by acquaintance and having a conversation that way. Mm. So fun fact, um, Kimberly and I actually met through LinkedIn. So she reached out and then, yeah, so it's so ironic that like all these years later, we're doing a podcast about the very way that we met (laughs) 
Um, and then we just had a conversation and then we met up for coffee and that's been, that trend has continued ever since. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think we've known each other for how long? Is it almost two years now? I want to say like two, two and a half years, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wow, time goes fast. Very fast. <laughs> so you mentioned that you are mostly networking through like online platforms now. What are some of the typical platforms that you're currently using? Yeah, so um, primarily I use LinkedIn um, for professional networking, of course. Uh, I use Facebook a little bit more um, than I used to for connecting as well, but I found that you need to be a little bit more intentional with Facebook since it's a more casual <laughs> platform. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, there are groups on there, like leadership groups. Um, I'm a part of a few women's leadership groups on there um, where it's a little bit more focused. Um, but, again, that one, um, just kind of keep in mind it needs to be a little bit more intentional. Well, any networking really needs to be intentional, but clearly you know when you go on to LinkedIn professional more professional conversations are going to take place versus something like facebook but those are the two mediums i switch between that's that's awesome so one thing that i've noticed with linkedin is especially if you're trying to connect with somebody or trying to have a conversation with someone a lot of people just don't respond or a lot of people are very more interested in um i guess like LinkedIn premium and like adding LinkedIn premium onto it. like a lot of the email, like the emails that I get are about like converting to LinkedIn premium or graduate school or whatever the case. So what's the best kind of route to take when you want to connect with somebody and kind of get to know and open up a conversation with someone? Sure. Um, so I, what I do when I look to who to, you know, as one of my connections, I usually go to my recommendations list. Um, that pops up and then like I go through, um, there might be something catching about like what they're currently doing that, you know, prompts me to look at their profile or maybe they're in the area like local, um, because, you know, eventually I would love to be able to sit down with them, um, show that we're actually real human beings, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, But yeah, so those are some of the things I look for, but I start there. I start with my recommendations list Mm -hmm. um, and then go through their profile a little bit just to get a sense of who they are. Mm -hmm. And yeah, from there I begin connecting um, and sending out requests to connect. Also, just to preface, Mm -hmm. I don't have the um, LinkedIn premium, so Mm -hmm. it can be done. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like you almost find a like a similar trait or like something that both of you and your connection have in common to kind of start up the conversation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Usually some point of connection um, that we can speak on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I mean, there are a few times where I run into profiles where it's like, we don't really have much points of connection, but this person's profile seems interesting. I'll go ahead and give it a shot and, you know, reach out to connect with them. Okay. Yeah. So in that case, um, I think it'd be interesting to know if someone were to approach you, like, for example, the way we're taught in school is to actually contact somebody from a company 
and then start to network with them and then apply to that company. If someone were to take that route from route with you, how would you feel? And like, what's your usual response? Yeah, so funny enough, um, I actually had a good example of that just yesterday. Um, My intentions of connecting with someone, like I said, just to get to know them, get to know what they're about. Um, And this person wasn't like in college or anything. They were working another job, but they pretty much replied to my first message just asking like, is this about a job opening? Um, And I was like, uh, like maybe it'd be different, a different matter if I were a recruiter, which I'm not. Um, maybe in that case, I would have engaged them a little differently. But honestly, that was a little like deterring for me um, because I'm like, I'm connecting with you to try and get to know you better um, as a network connection. But it looks like you're not looking for the same. Mm-hmm. And I think this is also, in my experience as well, because um, I've, like, done something similar when I was um, first networking. Mm-hmm. Again, going with that mentality, like, there's something at the other end of this connection. Um, I didn't necessarily ask it that bluntly, but <laughs> what I um, went up ahead and said was, like, hi, I'm interested, um, there's, I'm interested in your company, um, and there was this um, role that I was interested in pursuing. Is there any way, like, we can connect and talk further? In which case, it's not bad, um, but at the same time, like, getting to know the person first, mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it, it leaves a better taste in people's mouths a little bit. Mm-hmm. If they're a recruiter, then, I mean, you can kind of get away with it a little bit mm-hmm. because that is their sole purpose. Right. And I think especially for um, like individuals just working in companies, like if any role in a company that you play, it almost makes it seem like the person who's connecting with you wants something from you. Like, hey, can you slide me in type of thing when that you don't necessarily know that person, you know, so it's it's hard to really ask that and be successful at that if you're just asking, like, if, if it's coming off that way. Yeah. And that's even people have. Like, I've had um, some conversations with people where they have felt like whenever someone connects with them, it's usually out of the expectation, like, they want something from them. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that, I mean, it, it happens, um, you know, not necessarily good or bad, but it does happen, and that is something to keep aware. So if you happen to connect with someone and they think that you expect something from them, um, and that's not the case, then you know you're just looking to connect. Um, yeah, so it is out there. It is out there. So let's say you are trying to connect with somebody in a company, but you would also like to kind of get to know more about the company. What's the best way to do that? Yeah. Um, So I guess like the example that I used when I reached out to um, someone from a company wasn't necessarily a bad example. Um, But what I would have done differently is maybe um, reach out to them and without the expectation of like, I'm maybe reaching out to them specifically about this, but like saying um, what I usually do is like, if you're open to connecting, um, 
you know, would like to know more about what you currently do, Mm -hmm. um, taking an interest in them specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, from there, um, kind of bringing it to a conversation where you both talk a bit about your background. Mm -hmm. And it's in that conversation where, um, like, I feel would be a good point um, where you can bring up the fact that, um, you know, I'm actually currently, like, say I was about to graduate from college. I'm currently looking for these types of roles. Would Mm -hmm. you have any advice or recommendations um, on how to, you know, move about this? Are there any opportunities available at the company that you work at? Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say interest in in the person first, obviously. You want to get to know more about what they do. Sometimes they might not be in a position to necessarily offer you an opportunity, but they might open a door to other people. Exactly. Um, yeah. So. That's a very good yeah. point. That's a very good point. So do you feel like because of COVID-19 and the entire pandemic that's going on, do you feel like companies are actually hiring more? Or do you feel like, it's, how do you think it's impacted the job market? Which so, I mean... I'm definitely not going to shy away from it. It has definitely hit the market um, to the point where we don't really know what things will look like afterwards. Does that mean that companies have stopped hiring? No, it definitely doesn't mean that. Even I can tell you now, like with um, the company that I work for, we're kind of the middlemen. Um, We work with our client company, Exelon, and we work with supplier companies, um, and we work with them to get contractors ready for roles at Exelon. So, um, in that sense, like, it's just been more of a logistical thing where we're now um, trying to see if we can get interviews. Like, now they have to be virtual, mm-hmm. obviously, due to the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing how we can get remote access working for contractors. Mm-hmm. Um there are even certain areas that we're seeing a higher demand for, like, for instance, there's a shortage of healthcare workers. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, that's something that's increasing. There's other areas as well that are increasing, but that's the more, that's the most prevalent one that sticks out in mind. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's a morbid time, but at the same time, there is a lot of opportunity out there just knowing how to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they are still, there are still people who are hiring out there. Um, it's not completely dismal. Um, so because of the situation and where it is with the coronavirus and pandemic, because everything is so virtual, what are some of the most effective job searching strategies during this pandemic? Yeah. So, since we're all kind of stuck in our homes at this point, or most of us, mm-hmm. um, this is really a good time to up your connection with people online. Um, I mean, definitely continue to utilize the job sites and everything, but if you can grow your network of people, um, I think that's really the best opportunity to um, gain to leverage during this time Mm -hmm. because now everyone's at home. Mm -hmm. Um, Now everyone has time where you, right now, I mean, you and I are Zooming each other Mm -hmm. um, and like 
workplaces that figured out Zoom or they might have some other sort of FaceTime or mm-hmm. um, Skyping. Like we live in a um, an era where luckily we have access to this, where we can be in such a situation but still remain connected with the world around us. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about getting creative, really. Mm-hmm. Um, getting creative with your resources. Um, leveraging online means and also using this time to develop yourself really um yeah I think that I mean that for me that's what I've been doing like I've been working out more um paying I mean granted I was paying attention to what I was eating before but since I'm at home I have to be more cautious to make sure that I don't gain anything during this time um and then, like, I've been reading, listening to podcasts. So take the time to just develop yourself, develop yourself as a person. Right. Um, and, yeah, those are those are the two things. One is get creative with connecting with people mm-hmm. um, during this time. And two is work on personal development. I can even tell you, like, at my company – they have provided resources to help us in personal development, specifically in this area. So clearly companies are realizing the importance of this. Yeah, that's really amazing. And also, like, let's say you do go on this personal development journey during the pandemic. That's also a great talking point for when you are properly networking with somebody. Like, everybody loves personal development. Like, you share your experience, that person will share their own experience. You two can bond over that. Boom. Get to know each other. Yeah, like imagine you're reading a book and like the person you are talking to, like that's a great opener to connecting. Like what books have you been reading lately? Or what have you been up to during the whole COVID-19 situation? Exactly. You know? 100%. Yeah. Also, because of the entire pandemic, a lot of companies have actually canceled their intern programs. So myself included, I had an internship lined up, which actually got canceled. And it looks like I'm not alone. I'm hearing more and more now that a lot of intern, uh, intern, excuse me, intern programs have been canceled entirely. So in terms of for students, um, what do you think are the most like effective ways to use this situation to our advantage? So I've definitely um, heard of the situation where internships have unfortunately um, been canceled or delayed or I guess for some people like but these are very few where companies were willing to um kind of have them work remote which yeah I didn't know that that was an option until I heard it from a couple of um students I talked to and I realized hmm, maybe we should have explored these options with a lot of interns but Mm -hmm. I guess it has to do with the fact that you know the whole the employment issue and like, you know, where to allocate tools and resources. I'm not going to justify what companies do. They have their own processes, but I would say during this time, um, um, I would recommend don't lose the connections that you made at your internships. Um, You've built hopefully solid, good relationships with people um, who you're working with. So this is a good time to each check up on people. Like what I've been doing these past few weeks, just reaching out to old, older connections. Maybe I haven't touched base with them for a while and just like saying, hey, hope, 
you and your family doing well and are safe mm-hmm. and healthy, um, it's a great time to check up on people. So that would be where I first start. You want to continue to have those relationships with people because you never know. Um, I mean, obviously, after this situation, it is going to it's still going to be difficult. It's going to take some time to build up to where we were before this whole situation hit, mm-hmm. but you never know what will happen. So definitely keep those relationships. That's one. Mm-hmm. Um, two is that while a lot of maybe businesses have like closed down either temporarily or permanently, doesn't mean that there's still opportunities out there. I know that there's some students who were doing internships where they were gaining an income or some people who were doing an internship, but then also working on maybe Canvas or near Canvas and they're now doing neither of those things. Um, so like there's definitely resources online um, that you can leverage. Um, like now that we're digital and luckily for us, we live in the 21st century where we've had access to this for a while. So there are platforms that I'm sure you can leverage, um, to work even digitally. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, um, like continue to obviously look for jobs, like kind of have that assumption that things will be okay to put you in the frame of mind of looking for different jobs, different right. opportunities out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those would be the two things. I agree. Focusing on the positive is a really big one. I like both the points yeah. that you mentioned, um, especially the one about reaching, not just reaching out to old connections, but kind of maintaining the relationships that you had. Because let's say you were offered an internship and you lost it. You still went through the whole interview process, the application process, the offer letter, the background check, all of that. You've you've been accepted through every single step. So it doesn't mean that you may not get that internship next year. So don't be afraid to ask questions like ask because of the situation is what it is. Is it possible for me to come back for next summer or is it possible for me to come back during the spring and like we do something, you work something out. And also don't be afraid to add those people on LinkedIn. Like if your manager, if you spoke to the hiring manager there, or you spoke to the lead engineer and you're looking and you had that engineering internship, um, that person has a better chance of remembering you if you're connected to them on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a really good one as well. Um, And number two, which is something that I've kind of noticed now um, is there are tons of things that you could do to just get by, like as a means of survival, I guess you could say. Um, instead of going into debt like it's not a bad thing to work at target right now if that's a place that needs workers you know what i mean instead of working an internship just because you are working at target doesn't necessarily mean that you failed or you you can't get an internship you can still be looking for your internship on the side you can still be focusing on your hustle on the side but the target job is kind of like what kind of gets you gets like the bills paid i guess you could say Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think that leveraging any opportunity you can to really survive and get to where you need to be mm-hmm. um, stable. Um, there is no shame in it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you, like that shows resiliency that you're really willing to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. um, to get to that point. That's very true. There's also, um, for those of you who don't know, um, you can also do micro internships that are completely virtual. So I know there are a couple websites. The one that I've used in the past is called Parker Dewey. And it's basically just an internship for a month or it could be a couple months. Sometimes they do range three to four months and they pay anywhere from $100 to anywhere from $13,000. 
So they could be very big sources of income, as long as you're willing to do that. Um, they range anywhere from graphic design to IT to coding. Um, it's just art, photography, it could be anything, honestly. So the resources are out there. The opportunities are out there. You just kind of have to find them or create them. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Also, for those of you who have connections within companies already, like I'm sure they have um, projects that need to get done that their interns aren't able to do, like ask if it's possible to do those online. You know, if you were going to be going in as a efficiency intern and we're going to revolutionize their platform for organization, you might still be able to do that online. Yeah, there are um, a couple of people who um, are students, um, like either junior or senior year, that are doing internships, and they were actually able to work something out with their the companies that they're interning at, mm -hmm. and are now doing work remote. Yeah. So it is possible. Mm -hmm. It is. So the opportunities can also be created. I guess that's one thing that people don't necessarily, I, nobody's really told. Like uh -huh. everything's about finding the opportunities, but the opportunities can be created right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a couple other questions that came in through our forums and social media. Um, one of the ones that is really predominant is how do you get an internship where you might not have all of the background experience? Because let's say you'd like to dabble in another field and you don't have the correct degree that they want, or you might not have the correct um, like certifications, but you are able to do the job. What's the best way to kind of work your way around that and seem as a, and come off as a really good candidate? Yeah. So I really like this question because it's a question that I also had myself when I was out in the job world for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, and really, like, that's when I learned that it's about, this is kind of where you have to be bold. You have to be willing to be bold. Mm -hmm. um, and... Like it, we're moving, we're moving slowly, but we're moving towards a shift where we're now and obviously in the information age where people like even younger than us have access to certain information where they can build certain skill sets that people with 10 years experience have. So pretty soon, I foresee even like the whole degrees being a requirement will be a little bit waived or shifted. Um, in uh, essence of like um, more skill sets, like if someone can do a particular thing and those skill sets can be upskilled mm -hmm. or a person can be trained in that those skill sets, mm -hmm. then essentially they can do the job and if they are competitive, um, competitive, um, a competitive candidate. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that for a person who has the skill sets but may not have the necessary maybe certifications. Um few things I would recommend. So I would say highlight the skill sets um that you know pertain to the job set, not only in your resume but also in your interview process. Um and maybe like if you're working towards any certifications, like if that is your plan to get any of them done, like indicate that. Um 
as well mm-hmm. because then it shows that you are willing to put forth what is required to make sure that you can be the best at the job. Um, but yeah, as far as you thinking like, oh, like for instance, and I'm going to share my own experience, like there were times where I saw, yay, okay, good, college degree, I have that, but then I see like seven plus years of experience, (laughs) (laughs) and then I'm like, what? How? (laughs) And you almost come into like a catch-22 where it's like, well, I need a job to get experience. But right now, it's requiring the experience first. Um, So in this case, like, it got to the point where I ended up getting fed up with that. And honestly, I just submitted my application, listing my skill sets. This is what I'm bringing to the table. Um, And I guess in some ways, that kind of landed me the current job that I have now. Now that I think about it. That and customer service skills that I gained in my previous role. So, um, yeah, I would say this is a perfect time. I mean, be bold. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we're, um, and, you know, people out there are not alone. I was also there at that point where it's like, should I apply? I don't have the experience, and we kind of shy away from it. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, no, like, if you feel like you can do the job justice, like just apply. The worst thing that they could do is not contact you. But you apply. Exactly. So it sounds like you should seek every single opportunity that you see in terms of applications. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's a very good uh, way to put it. And then also like um, emphasize the skills that you can use in the job. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Honestly, with I feel like with a lot of jobs, a degree is very useful because it teaches you a lot of the skills that you need for a job. But if you already have those skills minus the degree, like there's no reason why you can't do the job. Or, but we're kind of seeing a shift now mm-hmm. where it's like a lot of information or courses. Like mm-hmm. some people may not necessarily need to take like the full like college um course load mm-hmm. to really get a sense of what they need to do in a job now for I don't say that for more specialized yeah I agree like, like no doctors don't yeah, if you're a doctor sorry yeah. this is not for you yes please go to college <laughs> <laughs> your degree you cut someone up yeah. <laughs> yeah so in those instances obviously it's a slightly different path but mm-hmm. for more industries where these skill sets can be easily transferable or applicable in different mm-hmm. um, roles, mm-hmm. then that's when you have a little bit more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone can take a few courses to just get themselves up to speed with things mm-hmm. or a few um, certifications. I know everything's online now, but um, obviously there's online courses mm-hmm. um, which are available and can um, be very flexible into your um, work and as far as like with school goes like it's one thing if you're getting an online degree um, like after you graduate high school and then trying to apply that to college because they have they're very colleges can be very picky with what comes through what will count Mm -hmm. um towards the person's workload but with jobs it's not necessarily the case they're not looking at your courses they're just looking at the skill sets that you gain 
So this is what I've seen at least. So at least in the IT world, you, a lot of people don't necessarily need to have a degree for that. If you, you can be self-taught, you can teach yourself Java, you can teach yourself C++. It might be hard. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it definitely can be done. There are people who just do six-month courses and then they work as a, at a great firm as an IT consultant mm-hmm. or something. Like it's, it's definitely yeah. doable. And I think there's a relationship between being able to work on your laptop for a long period of time and um, the amount of education that you need. Like if it's able to be virtual, then there's probably a way that you can cut it down to teach yourself or do it yourself in a sense without actually going to school, walk, sitting in the lectures, taking those like lengthy exams, you know, do it, submitting all these little homework assignments. Things, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's an interesting yeah. way to put it. Yeah, I mean, just as you mentioned, it's just getting a little bit more creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've been very much groomed in the traditional way of schooling mm-hmm. and learning, mm-hmm. where it's like now we're in an era which challenges that. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us are connecting online because of this whole situation. Right. So we're in an so era that challenges that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I think I've seen a lot more of because of this era that we're in is online career fairs. Mm. Have you, what yeah. are your thoughts on online career fairs? Have you attended one? Now, that is interesting. Um, I definitely signed up online for career fairs, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, all of them like I've done in person. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that it's a thing, mm-hmm. but it is kind of interesting. Um, the fact that these are now online as well. Right. And I, I'm, I've never been to an online career fair, so I'm just curious to see like how it works. Like, is it a giant Zoom conference? Like, how does <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering. Maybe each like company does their spiel, like their presentation, and I don't know. Like, is it a giant Zoom call, or is it more like a higher, sophisticated, you know, um, level of conferencing? Yeah, that is a good. That's an interesting one. I kind of want to check it out just Same to see here. how it runs. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know if I find any good ones. Have you been to career oh, fairs, yeah. like um, at least in-person career fairs? Oh, yeah. Many. <laughs> Many. Um, like starting from college and after. Um, and like the resources that I've used to find them, obviously in college, like they usually advertise well on campus, mm-hmm. so that one, um, I would just use resources there. But outside of college, mm-hmm. um, I would go to websites like Eventbrite, oh, um, okay. where, yeah, very um, good for finding, like, it allows you to search by category. So, like, there's ones from very casual to, like, informative business to, like, careers, so you're able to find events, career fairs in your area and locally that you can attend and you can sign up for. So that's one good resource. Um, another, there are like, there is um, a Chicago-based website, but I forgot the name of it. Um, but it is like a city-run website where they list um, kind of the goings-on and that's also another place I refer to to find career fairs, but it's usually it's usually um Eventbrite that I would turn to in mm-hmm. that case. Either that or word of mouth is also very effective. Very true. Um 
as well. So yeah. And also I don't know if sometimes depending I mean, depending on who you're connected with, um, like definitely pay attention to your LinkedIn news feed. Um, because there are even connections of mine who are very much like in the whole training arena or um, like have posted about career fairs going on. And some people who happen to be my network, like maybe they're looking for a job um, or looking just for some sort of direction where I've just tagged them in those posts. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to say like, hey, there's this opportunity that you can possibly leverage. Mm -hmm. Um, Here it is. So, yeah. Those are, I think, a few good areas. That's awesome. Do you have any tips for people who might be going into a career fair after this coronavirus pandemic? Like, I know personally, like, the first career fair that I attended, I was so nervous. Like, it almost felt like every single word could either make or break my career. But in reality, it was just like, this person is probably not going to remember me two minutes from now, you know? Like, because you, they meet so many people in career fairs. Like, more so, like, I guess I needed to tell myself what I'm saying is it meaningful, you know, like, am I connecting with this person or not? So do you have any tips on that as well? Yeah. And I'll start from my own experience <laughs> because like that also was the same <laughs> thing with me. I was like, oh man, I had to really like, I was watching every single word or thinking yeah. about every single word I say, thinking, yeah. oh my gosh, this is it. I have to make a good first impression. It's you know, I mean, it's important, yes, you want to have presence, but um, it got to the point, and this might be because, like, I attended so many career fairs, which is what I would even advise people to do, mm-hmm. like, get into the habit of attending more than just one or two career fairs so you can get into a rhythm, you can be comfortable with it, mm-hmm. um, but I would use those times really to almost like a practice ground for your conversation skills um, because that's it's in those times where I wasn't really thinking about like obviously I'm still having my presence I'm not like being super casual or anything like that mm-hmm. but I got comfortable with the conversations that I was having with people and you know I would just ask them like oh like um you know, tell me more about your company, tell me more about what you do, and, you know, sometimes conversations would branch on a tangent, that's how you know you have a good conversation. Very true, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I would say use those as a practice ground, if anything, Mm -hmm. don't feel like, oh man, every single word will make or break my career. No, it is not that hectic. You shouldn't put that pressure on yourself. Just go there to learn, go there to have fun, Mm -hmm. and attend as many as you can. Very true. And I think especially your first career fair, like, if you can get a job from that, great, but it's okay if you don't. It's your first career fair. You're going to attend maybe 10, 15 more before you finish college. They come, like, once every... Once every month, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, they're often enough. And I can tell you, like, my my first ever opportunity in internships Mm -hmm. um, didn't come from a career fair. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so it actually, funny enough, came from an essay that I had submitted um, that actually won me a scholarship. And then I connected with a woman at, like, that benefactor dinner 
who kind of opened the door to my um, one of my first internships. Wow. I would never yeah. have thought. That's so crazy. Yeah. So, while, so look at that. Yeah. <laughs> while all of this you was happening, knew. were you just kind of going with the flow or were you like, oh, like I need to play my cards a certain way or something, you know? I was going with the flow. I didn't know she would approach me. She approached me, um, like, after the dinner had ended um, and all the um, people, like, who had submitted their essays and the other person who had won another scholarship as well, mm-hmm. like, we were kind of filtering out, and she stopped me, and we had a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that she really liked what I wrote, and, you know, from there, it opened the door. Yeah. So you don't know will happen exactly um, i mean like you said if you get a job like at a career fair like you know from a career fair that's great mm-hmm. like you know kudos mm-hmm. celebrate that mm-hmm. but i just want to let people know that um it won't be that way for everyone and right. that's okay mm-hmm. there will be other opportunities right everyone has their journey mm-hmm. And also, I've noticed oh, yeah. that internships kind of come, like, where you least expect it. Like, at least interviews or things, they kind of come when you least expect it. I can speak, like, one experience that I can, like, attest to is I was at the Society of Women Engineers National Conference in Anaheim. And there was this dinner where it was, like, mingle with companies. And so there was a ton of aerospace companies there, like United, Boeing was there, Um companies like Honeywell as well, who do a lot of electronics for aerospace components, um, were there. And I was speaking to somebody from Boeing. And we were just having a conversation about food, which then branched off to like being analytical. And then she took me to the side and was like, I'd like to schedule an interview interview with you. And I was like, what? Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, I, I did not expect this whatsoever. And then I got a call the next day for the interview. And I was like, okay, wow. I Expect nothing. Yeah. That's that's the only yeah. advice I can give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me ask you this, like posing the same question to you, um, <laughs> because that was an expected turn. Um, mm-hmm. At that point, you didn't have an agenda, did you? No, I literally just wanted to know what she did. I just wanted to know who she was. You know, let's, let's have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such an important takeaway and it speaks to what we were talking about earlier, the fact that when you get to know people, get to know them, like genuinely, not Mm -hmm. with the expectation of like, oh, I need to get to know this person for a job. No, like get to know a person. You never, you never know where connection can lead. Yes. But at the same time, you're looking to connect to another human being. You can learn so much about yourself, too, through yes. that connection. Mm-hmm. And you never know. This person could be a friend. This person could be yeah. a mentor. Like, it's not all exactly. about, yeah, it's not all about getting employed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, Agreed. especially when students, or I should say not even students, like just people who network with the intention of getting something out of it or getting like a an internship or a job out of it it puts like another level of stress on them. So they're not actually connecting well, or they're not actually having a, uh, as good of a conversation as if they didn't have that stress on them, you know? Because they're like, I gotta play my cards right. You're so much more self-conscious about what you're saying, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just, it's very unnecessary. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a pretty good point because I think in those moments, you almost like, what is it? Um, like shoot yourself in the foot a little bit because you're not able to bring your full potential, your full self 
right. and present it as such. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You might... realize the person on the other side is just as human as you. Exactly. Exactly. At the end of the day, it's just a person. Don't put them on a pedestal. Oh, this is another thing that I've realized. As soon as like, um, I, I noticed this when I was very, I don't say when I was very young, but when I was younger and kind of new to the networking game, I would put people who had like very lofty positions in companies on a pedestal. Like what I mean? And like, I would second guess what I was saying because I was like, they're so smart. I, I really can't say anything dumb. But in reality, like, it's just a person. You know, it's just a human yeah. being. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I think that even me, myself, I remember going through that phase, even sometimes, like, it's because maybe it's so ingrained, like, I have to almost, like, switch it off. Um, It's just another human being. What's the big deal? (laughs) You know, so, yeah, I think you just have to put that thought in mind that, well, yes, you know, they might have, like, some experiences that you don't necessarily have. I'm sure there's experiences you have that they don't necessarily have. But at the end of the day, they're both human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might honestly be beneficial to just like say that as a mantra to yourself before you attend a career fair. This is a career fair yeah. of humans. You know, we're all just yeah. humans meeting other humans. I am human. Exactly. Both. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So those are all the questions that I had prepared. Thanks to all of the uh, amazing people who responded to our forums and our questions on social media. Um, do you have anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah, um, I think earlier you were talking about um, international students. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so this is what I've observed and granted, um, like, I'm only speaking from what I know, um, obviously, like I would encourage people who fall into that category. I know there's the whole visa situation for students who've lost either jobs or internships that we try to work through, mm-hmm. and that adds another level of stress, which I can, you know, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've and this comes with a few good friends of mine um, who actually began their journeys also as international students as well. Um, Right now, of course, they're in their careers. I would say that, um, like, one thing I've seen them do is that usually when maybe an international student posts something on um, their news feed um, regarding their current situation, they would comment. Um, that's actually one good thing about LinkedIn. It's not even just my friends, like other people. Like, I think it goes back to being willing to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, putting yourself a little bit out there. Um, share, like, if you're struggling and, you know, you're really looking for something, looking for an opportunity, definitely, you know, reach out to your network. Um, maybe make a post. So I would say just be mindful um, of just the fact that there are people that are out there that are willing to help or willing to provide resources. Um, yeah, yeah. But of course, like me, I, um, I'll i be honest, like I, I didn't start out as an international student. I can't speak to it maybe with in as much depth. Um, but if anyone like 
it definitely wants to gain a little bit more insight, I'd be happy to connect them with, you know, some people who've gone through that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it always helps to have a helpful hand or someone who can, who's been there who can provide some more guidance. Right. That's a really good point. Like, if you don't have the connections yourself, so you can find the connections to help you out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a very good Is there anything else that you have to add about networking and the reality of it? Yeah. Um, so I think just the summation, um, be willing to be yourself. Um, look to connect with the person first. Um, everyone is human. Uh, everyone is human and I would just say use every possible opportunity it may not be an opportunity in your career field I'm going to emphasize that Mm -hmm. because um, I think so often we get disillusioned like if it's not my field it's not important you know Mm -hmm. that's the worst possible mindset that you could have and it will limit your opportunities I will tell you that now Mm -hmm. if I had said that to my first job, I probably wouldn't have this one. Very true. So look for any opportunities you can leverage to grow yourself, um, grow your mindset, grow your skill set. If there's any areas in life that you're maybe a little bit weaker on, whether that be like some relationships, like personal building on personal relationships, maybe health is like an area that's a little bit weak or faith, whatever that area is, mm-hmm. like look to try and find resources to strengthen yourself in these areas and connecting with people mm-hmm. could be a way of doing that. So, um, yeah, I think that is the best possible advice that I can give um, to people that are in the hunt and are on their own journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and being willing to be vulnerable as mm-hmm. well. Um, it can be nerve-wracking networking. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made mistakes. I've said some of those mistakes on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've learned from them, and I've grown through them, and that's really the important thing at the end of the day. That's very true. Thank you, Kimberly. Of course. Thanks for having me on here. This is your host, Grafana Vague, and... Kimberly Munster. Signing off. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you.